Okay, so we get asked this a lot and they say it very casually and I know they mean us no harm, but they'll ask us a lot of the times not even water. So they think that Ramadan is like, we just wake up and don't eat food, but we drink water. Like it's sort of intermittent fasting for them, which is not, but they also think like Ramadan is just fasting for the body. Again, it's nothing like that. It's like you're detoxing both your soul and your body. And so you're not supposed to be eating or drinking anything at all. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. Starting today, March 22nd, Muslims across the world will celebrate Ramadan. Non-Muslims often associate the holiday with fasting since those who observe it refrain from any food or drinks between sunrise and sunset. But it's much more than that. By abstaining from food, drink, and other things, Muslims gain patience, humility, and gratitude. And for a religious leader like Imam Fadel Alalani of the Imam Al-Khoi Center of New York, Ramadan is a time to connect with other devotees and be closer to God. Today, I talked to Alalani about the history of Ramadan and how he and the Islamic Center help other New Yorkers participate. Uh, this Islamic Center has been established more than 30 years ago, and it serves Muslims and non-Muslim, and uh, it is open almost uh, the whole year, not only in the month of Ramadan. But in the month of Ramadan, as usual, it is uh, every day operation is there. We offer iftar, breaking the fast, and the daily schedule starts uh, around 6.30 p.m. And uh, we offer recitation of the Holy Quran, then a lecture in Urdu language, then question and answer in English language, then we offer prayer. After prayer, we offer the iftar, breaking the fast, to everybody who attend the center. And after that, we have dua, then lectures in Arabic and English. This is daily program in the month of Ramadan. Besides that, we collect funds from the people to uh, support the families and iftar in different parts of the world. And can you tell me about Ramadan itself? What is, what is it? How did it start? What's the main goal? The month of Ramadan is a very holy month in Islamic calendar. It's a start from the time of Prophet Muhammad, more than 1400 years. And God ordered Muslims to fast 30 days in this month. Fast start from the dawn till the sunset. Uh, we have to prevent any eating or drinking and many other restrictions are there in the daily day-to-day -day of month of Ramadan. Purpose of that, God mentioned that by this practice, you may be closer, you will be maybe closer to God and the wishes and wishes of God and want God, what God wants from you. This is the main purpose of the fasting. Besides that, there are a lot of uh, studies mentioned that fasting is a 
a great opportunity to improve our health and also it is opportunity to help and to share uh, what, what we have with the unfortunate people, with the needy, poor people over the globe. So this is, in general, the purpose of the fasting. And who is able and allowed to fast? Uh, who can fast, who cannot fast? Main important condition is he or she physically can fast without hurting himself or herself. So it is obligation on the uh, person after he become mature. Boys around 15 years, girls after nine years. And it's become obligation on them to fast. But on this condition that their health is allowing, allowing them to fast. So if a person is sick, he's supposed not to fast. A lady who is pregnant, if the fasting affects badly on her or on her baby, then she's supposed not to fast. And uh, elderly people whom the, the fast is, is, uh, is really difficult for them, they're supposed not to fast. So the main condition is that physically he or she fit to the fasting without hurting himself or herself. What does Ramadan mean to you? To me, it is opportunity for me as a, a priest. I feel I will be closer to God by fasting. I will feel that God with me 24 hours. He observed me. I cannot violate the rule of the fasting. And as far as the community members, I feel it is also opportunity for me to serve my community by explaining to them the rule, regulation, the ethic of the month of Ramadan. Hopefully, it will help them to correct their life and to be better uh, citizens. As Alalani explained, everyone celebrates Ramadan differently. I spoke to Miram Safar, who is a senior community outreach and enrollment coordinator at the Arab American Family Support Center, about her traditions. We also discussed the importance of Eid al-Fitr, which is the first day of the next month in the Islamic calendar and the culmination of a month of fasting. It's a time when people gather with loved ones, pray, and share food. I personally come from a Muslim family, and I come from a family that immigrated from Pakistan. And so the traditions we have in Ramadan are very, they're just very closely followed by everyone living in that area in the subcontinent. For us, we are taught the importance of Ramadan and how to celebrate it from a very, very young age. I remember being four years old when I first saw my parents fasting, and we sort of wanted to get onto fasting, but they would tell us, no, you're too young right now. And so when I grew up, we learned more and more. And one of the first things that I came to know is Ramadan itself is actually the name of the month. It is the ninth month of the lunar calendar, because in Islam, we follow the lunar calendar, which is based on the sightings of the crescent moon. So the ninth month is Ramadan, and it is 30 or 29 days based on um, the cycle of the moon that every year changes. And so we never actually know what day Eid will be. Eid is actually the first day of Shaval, which is the next month after Ramadan. So it's sort of like 
a celebration of fasting and being patient all month. So then you get your nice holiday where everyone just cooks a lot of meals and dresses up and meets family and everything. And this is something we do every single year. We wake up early in the morning before the sun is about to rise. We wake up, we eat our breakfast, we drink tons of water. And after that, the prayer for Fajr, which is the first prayer of the day, as soon as the time for that begins, we stop drinking or eating anything. And we get asked this a lot, not even water. Yes, that is true, not even water. And we commence all of that. And throughout the entire day, from when the sun starts to rise until the sun sets, we do not eat or drink anything. And once the sun starts setting, which is called Maghrib prayer, that is when we finally break our fast. We usually, one of the traditions in Ramadan and one of the traditions we follow from like 1400 years ago is breaking our fast with a date, just because we believe our prophet used to do that. And so we like doing that too. Um, we try to open our fast with a date and then we follow it with, there's so many different kinds of foods all around the world, but there's a lot of like fried foods and pastries and like all these savory options. We have these drinks that are made out of like rose syrup um, or like sweetened milk, which I know Arabs also really, really love. And so do South Asians. And with all of these really amazing foods. We break our fast and then we immediately go to prayer. But Ramadan, it's not, like I said, it's not just about fasting, but it's also like, if you find yourself coming out with any impure thoughts, you need to know that you're the one who needs to get rid of those. And so it's just sort of us practicing purity, abstaining from food and drinks. We're purifying our soul. We're refocusing our attention on God. We're just practicing self-discipline, self-sacrifice, not just like physically, but also emotionally and mentally, where you just take a break from everything and you're sort of like, let me make myself pure again. Let me get rid of all those negative and bad thoughts. Yeah, so that's what like Ramadan is about for us. And there's like this saying I heard, and it's really beautiful. Someone said, patience should be observed in a way that when you fast in Ramadan, you know that no matter how thirsty or hungry you are, when the sun sets, you will eat and you will drink. And the same way patience should be observed that no matter how hard a hardship or how difficult your life is right now, it's always going to come at a place where it's now comfortable or happiness is going to be there. And that's how patience should be observed. And Ramadan just like is one of those, you know, parts of Islam that teaches us a lot of patience. Can you tell me more about iftar and I guess like how it's celebrated and, and also maybe how you guys celebrate it as well? I, it's just like more of a household thing on who decides how they want to have their iftar. But it's also like there's some days in Ramadan which are so much more important. Like we have the 27th night of Ramadan or like all the odd nights from the 21st till the 29th, those are considered um, very pious because, well, we don't know exactly which night it is, but there's one of the nights which is called Laylatul Qadr. And Qadr means something like destiny or predestination. And we believe that's the night when God writes for us everything, what's going to happen in the entire upcoming year of our life. And so like, for instance, if it's like that night of Laylatul Qadr and we're like up praying the entire night just to like, you know, have a better year. So 
some people will like go all out they'll have like a huge party they'll call like all their family members they'll have like dozens of drinks they'll have like different kinds of lemonades and juices and um sweetened milk um again the rose um syrup drink is a specialty in arab and southeast asian muslim households and even growing up in the u.s that is something that used to always be on the table in ramadan can you tell me a little bit more about eid So as I told you, Ramadan is actually the ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar and Shawwal is the 10th month. So the day Ramadan ends is either the 29th or 30th, 29th or 30th of Ramadan. And depending on the moon sighting, Shawwal first is when Eid al-Fitr is celebrated. So there, we have two Eids and this is the one celebrated right after Ramadan. It's first of Shawwal. Eid al-Fitr translates to festival of breaking the fast and then we have another eid which comes two months later it's called eid al-adha and that actually means eid of sacrifice and there's like a whole another story behind it but eid al-fitr is the one we have right after ramadan and it's just like celebrating that we spent a whole month being patient you know abstaining from evil thoughts evil actions from sinning and you know we were just patient and pure and so that's the day where we meet with our families And so Eid al-Fitr is just, you wake up in the morning, you eat, it's like a tradition, it's not an Islamic thing, but it is a tradition where some people eat and they, people wake up, they'll eat something sweet for breakfast, it'll be like this condensed milk pudding, or like rice pudding or something like that, and then they'll go to their local mosque and pray with their local community members and just meet everyone and just like hug them and wish them Eid Mubarak. And then they'll come home, they'll spend time with their families. Um, We give gifts to each other. We give charity to the poor. You're just like celebrating and being with family. Are there any um, misconceptions that people have about Ramadan that are not true? Yeah, well, okay. So we get asked this a lot and they say it very casually and I know they mean us no harm, but they'll ask us a lot of the times not even water. So they think that Ramadan is like, we just wake up and don't eat food, but we drink water. Like it's sort of intermittent fasting for them, which is not, but they also think like Ramadan is just fasting for the body. Again, it's nothing like that. It's like you're detoxing both your soul and your body. And so You're not supposed to be eating or drinking anything at all. I think those are all my questions. Um, Is there anything else you guys like to add? So we have this concept of alms in Islam, which I think it equals 2.5% of your wealth is supposed to go back to the community. Um, But you have to cross a certain threshold for you to even qualify for that. So it's sort of made in a way where there's like economic... I don't know how to say this word, but like there's like a recycling of wealth. But then again, Sadka isn't only just about like these financial resources, even, you know, mental health services or connecting someone with long-term services or even saying a nice word, which makes someone feel at ease or happy is Sadka. Even giving a piece of advice for us is Sadka. And I know there's several community members around the world. There are several Muslims who do not have the means to fast as efficiently as we do or who don't have the resources to have a proper sahur or or nutritious nutritious iftar and so again i just say this over and over that means 
we personally have to do our part in making sure that the people that we are serving do have those means. We have a food pantry here at AAFSC. Anyone from the community is welcome to come pick up food. We have several food distributions that we do throughout the year. We try to do some in Ramadan as well, or we connect them with other communities or other community organizations that do the same. And so I think it's just really important to understand how meaningful this is for Muslims and to just, you know, be a little more uh, nicer to them and let them collect all those services that they potentially could and which could make their Ramadan just go much more smoother. This month, especially, consider donating halal options to your local food pantry. The Arab American Family Support Center also hosts several food distributions throughout the year, including some during Ramadan. You can support the work it does by clicking the link in our show notes. You'll also find a link to the Imam Al-Khoi Center of New York, as well as a link to a halal-specific food pantry in Astoria that accepts donations via Venmo. For more ways to get involved in your community, visit us at epicenter-nyc.com. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting us as we do our best to support our community. We couldn't do it without you. And if you're not already a member, sign up today by using the link in our show notes. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website linked to in our podcast description.